Life for many authors can be a tough and solitary one, so winning Australia's richest literary prize is a big deal. Last night at a ceremony in Melbourne, Jessica Au received the coveted $100,000 prize for literature in the Victorian Premier's Literary Awards. Her second novel, Cold Enough for Snow, has been widely acclaimed, winning the inaugural International Novel Prize and and Reading's New Australian Fiction Prize and was shortlisted for the Age Book of the Year and the Queensland Literary Awards. So, you know, it's done pretty well. (laughs) Jessica Au is with me in the studio. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. What does the award mean to you? Um, I mean, I think so many things. Um, It is obviously just a huge honour and a privilege. Um, I I think I'm still in a bit of shock about it, to be honest, um, because it has such an incredible rich history. Um, I think really bluntly from a practical perspective, it means time and it means a degree of um, financial freedom that I don't think I could have imagined for myself. Explain what that financial freedom does for a writer. How does that liberate you? Well, I think, um, you know, it's it's probably common knowledge that a lot of writers have to have day jobs, um, particularly, I think, if you work in, I guess, the sort of literary end of fiction like I do. Um, so I do have a day job, which I will still keep. What do you do with your day um, job? I work at a library, so I'll be heading there this afternoon, actually. <laughs> um, but I think it really that sort of is just enough to cover day-to-day costs. Um, So this will mean a huge amount in terms of time, um, which is just the most valuable thing for a writer, time to write. You're always fighting for those days. You're fighting not to be distracted, fighting not to pick up extra hours. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I I have a a lovely apartment in St Kilda with a tiny little writing room the size of of a balcony, and this will go away towards helping with paying off that mortgage. Jessica, I love the story that you work in a library and you write books. That's a, it's, it's a pretty good combination. It's pretty good. <laughs> what happens when uh, someone tries to borrow your book? Do you sort of say, hey, that's me? Um, I've actually not had to do that yet because, um, one, a lot of the libraries have self-checkouts now, um, so <gasps> some it, we, we don't interact. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to come to your library and borrow your book. Um, but I think it's it's been on reserve for a while, so I actually, I've, I think I've only seen it pass through my hands once, which has probably been a bit of a relief, to be honest. <laughs> it's been in reserve. That, of course, means for those um, a high-end library user uh, that you have to wait for a long time. That means it's in high demand. That must feel pretty good. It, it does. It's really nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Now, for those who don't haven't yet had a chance to read your book, what is Cold Enough for know about? Um, So it's really the story about um, a mother and a daughter who travel to Japan together and it's their first trip away together as adults and it takes place mainly across the city of Tokyo. Um, And, you know, while they're there, they are doing all the usual things that you would do while you're on holiday. They are going to galleries and restaurants and gardens and they're talking about what they see. Um, but beneath that sort of everyday polite conversation, there's definitely a deeper dialogue taking place. And that is one that's about, um, the limits of language, the relationship between life and art, uh, and family and memory and migration. And I would say that it is a conversation that's quite indirect and it's one that's, um, characterized by both a deep intimacy and a deep distance and uh, a yearning on particularly the part of the daughter to shatter that distance. It's been translated into 18 languages. What is it about this novel that resonates across cultures? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I 
don't think I could say for sure. Um, if I had to take a guess, um, I would say that the relationship between a parent and child is one that is incredibly profound and complex and one that has room, I think, for both a lot of love and tenderness, but also tension and duty and obligation. Um, and so it sort of very much charts the sort of, um, I guess, the flow of inherited memory um, and inherited history, but also that part in life where there's a bit of a role reversal and you sort of, you know, might become the parent to your parent. Um, so I think maybe that aspect um, has maybe resonated mm. and no matter where you're from. Um, no, these are universal concepts. Universal, and if we're lucky, we will we will end up looking after our parents. And, if we're lucky, yes, it's such a beautiful yeah. way to put it. I read that you actually took a trip to Tokyo with your mum after publishing the book. Was it a case of life replicating art? Um, not quite. I mean, obviously there was a little bit of similarities because we were there and, um, you know, you are sort of thinking about your, your history and your family together. Um, but because I'd already written the book, um, I think that sort of felt very much done. Um, I was definitely looking for, using the trip to look for details so that I could, you know, add certain scenes or, you know, make certain paragraphs a little bit better. So it was very much more about sort of going through town and going through the city, grabbing all those lifelike, writerly details that you're always after. I imagine your family's bursting with pride. Yeah, uh, my I think my mum has probably had a hand in so many sales. Um, she's, <laughs> I think she got my whole family to watch the live stream. Um, they're from Malaysia and Singapore. She texted me last night. Um, and I think just one of the good things about the translations is that um, Chinese is one of the languages that it will be translated into. And that does mean that some of my extended family will be able to read it as well, which is great. That is lovely. So what's next for you? Have you got a book you know, bursting to get onto a page? Uh, no, <laughs> I wish I did. Um, but I think writing is very difficult and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to think of enough to sustain a work um, and to think of new ideas. So I think I'm just willing to give it that time. Um, I do have something in mind and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm reading and thinking consciously towards it, um, but I'm, I'm not doing anything as yet. Jessica, you are such a thoughtful person to talk to. I've really enjoyed our time together. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Jessica Orr has just won the top prize in the coveted Victorian Premier's Literary Awards with her novel Cold Enough for Snow, which, of course, is very exciting for her and for anyone who's read it and loves it. Um, but, you know, it's it's on hold at libraries, so be careful there. <laughs> I might have to buy a copy. You're listening to AVCRM Breakfast. <laughs> ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.